Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, and welcome to episode number 87 of the Master and Pursuit podcast. How are you? It is Tuesday, the 30th of November, and there's been a bit of a gap in between sessions over the past few weeks. I'm sorry about that. I'll come back to that shortly. But first, I just wanted to let you know what today's session is, you've already read it in the notes, but we are, we're going to do some mindfulness today, go back to our roots, go back to where it all began, and it feels appropriate because just recognising the anxieties that are existing in the world today, that are coming back, obviously you've got winter, the darkness, the cold, And we've got Omicron, which is more than the 15th letter of the Greek alphabet. It's now an anxiety-inducing threat to our existence. And so I thought a little bit of mindfulness might be might be what would be good for the moment. Now, I actually recorded the mindfulness part of this a few weeks ago now, just before I came down with COVID. And that explains why I'm slightly out of breath now and why there's been a bit of a gap in between the last episode, which is the conversation with Charlotte Purdue, and this one. I'm just going to slow to a walk. So I'm on my way back from the COVID and I'm just going to do run walk for a little bit. So run walk today, most of this week. Hopefully get out for a bit of cross country action at the weekend, but we'll see with very low expectations and low ambitions. So I just wanted to cover the COVID thing a little bit. I know that I'm not unique, loads of people have had it, millions in fact, and I know that loads of people have had it a lot worse than I had it, but my god did it hit me for six. I reckon it's the illest I've felt since I had glandular fever when I was a student. I'm going to get going again in a sec with a little jog. And my breathing is settled. Okay, on we go. So it all started just after bonfire night, Saturday the 6th of November. We had a couple of friends round, went some for ages, friends of my wife's in fact. And uh, they had a teenage, teenage son who was feeling alright, but a bit, a bit sleepy. 
and he fell asleep on our sofa, which is a bit unusual. Didn't think too much of it at the time, probably should have done. And the next day we get a message saying, oh, he's tested positive. On a lateral flow test, tested positive. So really sorry, but we think we've brought COVID into your house. Like, oh no. That's a nightmare. Nightmare scenario for all concerned. So we cracked on. But by Monday, so this is Saturday, Sunday got the message. Monday, I started to feel a bit groggy. Not feeling great. Thought I'd best get, get myself tested. So then I did a PCR test. Came back negative. Thought, oh, okay, that's cool. Carried on lateral flow testing myself that week. Still negative. And then by Wednesday, Leo, my eldest, got a bit of a temperature, not feeling great. Thursday morning, lateral flow test, positive. I took a lateral flow test, negative. So I took him for a test, first thing on Thursday morning, and thought, well, while I'm here, I might as well test myself, just to check. And bang. I was feeling fine by then as well. Thursday and Friday, and Thursday was the day I recorded this session. And Friday, I was feeling all right. And then Friday lunchtime, get a message, both positive. And then, I don't know whether it's just because I then have permission not to feel great. But then, Friday evening, I started to feel a bit rough, headache, starting to feel a bit fatigued, under the weather basically. And that carried on over the weekend, not feeling great at all. And then by Monday, Jesus, Monday, had the sorest throat I can ever remember, apart from when I had glandular fever. It's like eye-wateringly painful to swallow could barely speak and it really reminded me of that time I had glandular fever because I had uh, I remember realising that I perhaps needed to get a bit of help when I was sat around with some friends having a drink it wasn't a, an alcoholic drink it's just a normal just, I can't remember what it was but anyway I had this drink and I took it in tried to swallow and I had nowhere to go my throat was so swollen ended up coming out of my nose mm, that's perhaps a sign I need to get some help with this and then I had three or four days in the university medical centre getting looked after got me an extension of my dissertation that did say every uh, every cloud has a silver lining and all that that was a long time ago. Back to the present day. And oh, I stopped for a walk. And I was feeling really rough. Three days of that, three days of sore throat. You're starting to think, well, what am I going to do here? How am I going to get better? I'm not allowed to go out and see a doctor. It's impossible to get a doctor on the phone. You start to think, what are you going to do? And then it started to ease up. So finally started making headway Thursday, Friday. But still felt incredibly tired. 
So that's heading towards the end of my isolation period, which would have ended on Sunday. And I still had absolutely no desire to go anywhere or do anything. I could, like I said, with the sore throat, I could barely speak, barely move. God, I sound dramatic, don't I? But I was out and about by Sunday. But it wasn't easy. Everything was a bit hard, and I remember feeling really kind of disconnected from the world, spaced out. On Monday and Tuesday, the, the second week. And only really back to activity at the weekend, just gone. And first run was yesterday. So that's two and a half, nearly three weeks. And I think I was probably being a little bit cautious. Lots of the stories about long COVID, doing stuff too early, letting it get to your chest. And my experience before of running on colds or chesty coughs and ending up with a chest infection kind of led me to be a bit cautious allied to the fact that I'm in between goals in between big training efforts so I thought yeah, there's no need to do anything and from that perspective the whole thing couldn't have come at a better time really a month or so after London rather than a month before and a long time before I'm thinking about what's next So all good. Family were fine as well. I had it worse, obviously. I'm a man. But I have to say, it's definitely more than man flu, my experience of it. And I am double vaccinated. Haven't quite got to the booster yet. And won't for a little while now. There being a 90 day period afterwards, which you're not allowed to take it, I think. Ooh going to walk again anyway that's my boring story of covid and like i said i know everyone's had it and i know everyone's had worse or people have had worse symptoms than me so no no violins please all fine back to it and actually i feel better than i thought i was Still a little bit of residual fatigue going on. But the chest is okay, the breathing seems okay. I survive and to live for another day. Now in that time that I've had a little enforced break from recording and from running, it's been funny because there's been loads going on. Loads to talk about. So We'll start with the East End Lions under nines actually, who I'm running again. Despite my absence for a couple of weeks, went unbeaten, but gave me a lot of pleasure on the first week back, which was last Saturday, as they went 3-1 behind with about 10 minutes to go in a 40 minute match. And they stirred themselves to complete a thrilling comeback victory 4-3 with lots of really good effort and really good football. That gave me a lot of joy. So that was fun. But we've also had the very beginning, sort of towards the end of October. I was going to talk about the meltdown in the leadership of British athletics. Which I will still do, but not today. 
there was the racism scandal in cricket with Asim Rafiq being the whistleblower who then had the whistle blown on him so loads to talk about there we have lots of cross country going on which I've sorely missed with the gender equality debate coming back with some championships running on equal distances for men and for women always fascinating that debate again I'll save that for another day and then of course we now have Omicron which really does sound like some kind of dark alien invader into the land of Omicron where darkness shall prevail but we don't really know yet whether it will or not. Okay, I'm going to go back to a walk. So, like I said at the beginning, it feels like a good day to do a mindfulness run, switch off from the world, think about what's going on with our body as we run and just connecting our body to our brain. So, as I said at the beginning, this is a session that we've done before at the very beginning of the Milestone Pursuit podcast journey we talked about or we did mindfulness sessions that seemed to resonate with a few people and the premise behind it is that mindfulness as a practice obviously has its roots in the meditative practices of the Buddhist monks where you switch off from any anxieties about the future and any perhaps thoughts of loss of the past and concentrate entirely on how you're feeling right this mo- in this moment and running and mindfulness go well together and in the way that I talk about running and mindfulness is that we focus on being in the moment by concentrating on what's going on right now with our body as we run and one other thing, sorry, that I forgot to mention earlier that's happened in my COVID-related downturn, downtime, probably a better word, is uh, that all the leaves have fallen off the trees. Winter has arrived, and I'm running through the trees now nice and easy. Which is probably why you can hear a leafy footprint. Because the forest is deep in brown crispy leaves but anyway back to our mindfulness so the way it works is we're going to do 30 minutes and for 5 minutes at a time we are going to concentrate on a specific part of our body and talk about that specific part focus on it with a view to switching off really connecting your body to your brain becoming really conscious of your movements and as you do so forgetting about everything else and I actually recorded this in Regent's Park so I'm in the forest today but this one was recorded doing laps of the sports fields in Regent's Park past the zoo 
having lots of fun. So let's get into it. All those other things, racism, gender equality, leadership, COVID. We'll save those for another day. Today, we'll do some mindfulness. So the next voice you'll hear is me from about three weeks ago. Moving from the forest to the park in a seamless fashion. Hope you enjoy it. I'm going to start in three, two, one. So in our first five minutes, we're just going to think about our feet, which is appropriate as we're just going past the football pitch. Keep the pace nice and slow. And I just want you to think about how your feet are feeling to start with. Any aches and pains in the feet? Any particular points that feel worse or better than others? Perhaps one foot feels worse than the other foot. They both feel great. How are the feet feeling? They're pretty useful feet. And they're very complicated too. Lots of bones, lots of muscles and tendons, all working hard with each footstep. So now, as we continue, just have a think about how you think your feet are landing, and specifically where are they landing? Are they landing out in front of you, trying to eat up the ground as you go over it? Or are they landing underneath your hips? underneath the centre of your mass. Have a little think. have a think about where they're landing or where on your foot you are landing. Are you landing on your forefoot, your heels? Your toes maybe? Where's the impact happening? Where do you feel it's happening?
of this, think about how heavily we're hitting the ground. Are we hitting the ground hard? Can we hear our feet? Mine are quite quiet today because I'm running on the grass. But can you hear the slapping or the stomping? Or is it nice and light? And I'll think about the relationship we have between our feet and the ground. It's quite an interesting one. If we need enough contact with the ground to create a bit of force to propel us forward, but not so much that we lose all of our energy into the ground and it creates extra resistance or friction. So like all things in life, it requires a bit of balance. And then finally, where's the power coming from as you push off? What's working hard for you? Big toe, second toe, outer feet, right side or left side, which is stronger? Which is working harder? Just switch into it. And the first five minutes is done. Let's move into our head think about what our head's doing, not what's going on inside it, but where it's sitting. It's sitting nicely on your shoulders, or where else would it be? Is it sitting in the middle, or are you moving from side to side? Are you looking up, or are you looking down? Let's be conscious, know what you're doing. And then let's get our head up and look forwards. Look where we're going. And look at what's around us. Look at what's going on. Coming back past the footballers. Looks like someone's down injured. Injury stop play. No one seems too bothered though. What else can I see as I've got my head up around Regent's Park? Lots of brown and red leaf trees. A few green ones as well. Here's some parakeets, they're everywhere. So let's keep our head up as we run. Really focus on that head position. Keeping the pace nice and easy. seeing what I can see, a few joggers like me running around, a few dog walkers and here's the zoo.
right here. Can't see very much today. Trees are still blocking it a little. Lost Simba. Oh, there's a camel. You don't want to shout Simba too loud around here because there's lions in the zoo. Head up. Some people doing some goalie practice. Looks pretty good. Always oh, let that one in though. Up ahead, 100 metres ahead or so. And keep my head up, I'm going to open up my airways. So, keeping my head high enables me to take more air in. As opposed to having my chin to my chest, looking down at the ground, which closes off the airways. Breathe it all in and relax. Okay, we're 10 minutes in. Keeping it easy, keeping it relaxed. And for the next five minutes, we're going to concentrate on keeping our shoulders and our arms relaxed. Let's get your shoulders away from your ears. To start with, get rid of that tension of sitting at your desk all day. Hunched over your laptop screen, hunched over your mobile phone. Drop those shoulders away from your ears. Keep your head up. And relax the hands. Nice and loose. Be conscious of how you're holding your hands. Are you clenching your fists tightly? Perhaps even carrying something. Or feeling like you're carrying something. Let it go. Relax it. 
pace nice and easy. Relax the shoulders, relax the hands. happening with your elbows. Are those elbows tucked in alongside you? Or are they swinging out wildly? Like you're sitting at a meal table with a six-year-old or a ten-year-old. bent at 90 degrees and where are you carrying them? Carrying them high with those hunched shoulders or a little bit lower? Nice and relaxed. head up, have a look at the camels and the dogs walking along nearby, relax the shoulders, relax the hands. minutes in. Let's move on to our hips. Let's think about where our hips are, where do, they, where do you feel that they are? Are you keeping them high and forwards? Or are they 
dropping behind you. perhaps being dragged down behind you by someone holding a belt loop holding holding a rope attached to your belt pulling you backwards pulling your bum backwards and down you feel like your your knees are sagging you're sitting down as you run or are you feeling strong and tall through your hips raising them up push your hips forwards height through your hips keep looking up and you've got height through your spine and then what you're allowing to happen with the height through your posture is you're getting your legs nice and long good long legs put us in a really good position to push off with power even at an easy pace making it much easier much more efficient way to run with your hips high nice and tall through the shoulders and the, and the neck pushing your hips up lengthen your legs getting those leg muscles in your hamstrings and your quads and your calves to act like springs so the longer they they are in their stretch cycle the more power you get as they shorten pinging you forward like an elastic band they get nice and tall through the hips as well and stay relaxed through the shoulders and the hands
sits up tall and forwards don't let them be dragged behind and we are 20 minutes in so we're now going to think about our knees and our heels so there's hips nice and tall your head up, looking forwards, you've given your knee somewhere to go. If your hips are low and sagging, your knees can't lift through effectively enough. Because they've got nowhere to go. So hips up. And let's think about where our knees are going. Now are they coming through nicely? nice and high, we're running slowly, it's not going to be that high, but perhaps with your hips up, you can feel them coming up a little more, but also, where are your knees pointing as you run? Do you feel like they're pointing forwards? driving you in the direction that you wish to go or perhaps are they as they do with so many people they're dropping across us towards our centre and now pointing to the left or the right rather than straight forwards and this is important because any part of you that isn't moving in a straight line in the direction you want to travel is leading to an inefficiency. So anything that's moving laterally, sideways, arms or knees or feet, is making it harder for you. So drive your knees forwards, or at least be aware and think about where your knees are heading. Now think about your heels as well. Keep your knees, or keep your hips high, give your knees somewhere to go. But at the same time, what's happening with your heels? Are we picking them up nicely behind us? Or are we shuffling along a little bit 25 minutes into our session? it going? Where are our heels going? And if we experiment for a minute and pick our heels up in a slightly more exaggerated fashion, not like if we're doing heel to butt flicks, just pick them up a little bit as you run, what happens? 
Okay, he was off the touch. for you now as you pick those heels up a little. The knees come through a little bit more. Do you pick up the pace? And do you pick up the pace with not much increase in effort? Pick those heels up. Stay nice and relaxed with your shoulders, keep the head up. And we are into our last five minutes. And we're going to, for the last five minutes, we're going to return to our feet. So how are those feet feeling now? What is going on with your feet? We've talked about your head position, getting your head up, looking forwards. Creating length through your spine opening up the airways. We talked about relaxing the shoulders and the hands. We've talked about lifting your hips up. Height through your hips. And we talked about knee lift. Or knee drive and heel lift. And now what's happening with our feet? Now do we feel like our feet are reaching out in front of us, or are our feet landing underneath us? Is it any different? Does it feel any different from before? coming from as you push off and how much time you're spending on the ground now there's hips high length through your legs with a knee drive and a heel lift maybe you're spending just a little bit less time on the ground what do you think coming from your big toe, little toe, where are you pushing off?
where are you landing? Four feet, heels, switch onto your feet, keep your head up, shoulders relaxed, hips high, knee drive, heel lift. feet feeling any soreness now evenly distributed across both feet ask yourself how different it feels For the last few minutes, just relax and just run. The last few minutes, moments, 30 seconds to go. And really think about how you're feeling and how your body's responded to this session. You may not have done at all, but maybe it has a little. And that's our 30 minutes. All done. Good work. Lovely little afternoon jog around Regent's Park and the playing fields. The BT Tower over there. To the southeast, I guess, from where I am. And we're going to leave it there, no stretches today. We're going to enjoy that hopefully lovely, relaxed feeling. Thanks for joining me. Great session as always, really enjoyed it. It was lovely to get out on the grass. And I'll speak to you again really soon. Take care. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.